New Year's. I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna try to open okay. champagne. Oh, that's so exciting! Yes, do it. Oh, I can't do it. Oops, <laughs> I can't do it. So that being said, Happy New Year's, everybody! Oh, I did it. Oh, that was oh. <laughs> I mean, really I can like kind of hear it, but yeah, <laughs> I dropped the cork. Cool. That's what I'm doing. Um, it's only like three o'clock here, but I'm drinking. Listen, it's okay. I, I think this is like actually perfect timing because you texted me saying you were ready right as I finished like baking cookies and putting them Ooh, up. So nice. yeah. That's exciting. I missed you last week. Tell me about your Christmas. I know. It was so weird not having like our daily or weekly chat, I should say. Um, <laughs> it's it more good. like daily. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was really good. Um, you know, everyone was super safe. Like every park had really good like safety protocols and um, the crowds weren't too bad. And it was overall good weather. The last two days were like cold, but like the first four were like amazing. Um, so that was really nice. That's awesome. I'm really jealous that you were at Disney. Yes, girl. It was so great. Oh my gosh. I didn't want to come home, but then again, I was kind of like, I miss my bed. I miss my dog. Miss <laughs> Bye, bed. Bye, dog. Okay, but yeah, come back for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, idea. Okay. So we can like all mentally go back to Disney. Can next week be Disney conspiracies? Yes. There are so many. There are so many. Like I was walking through, I want to say we were going through It's a Small World. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that place is haunted as heck. I know it was so awkward. And Philip was like, I just feel like one of these dolls are going to just like look at me when they're not supposed to. And oh I was my like, gosh. Uh, probably. <laughs> that ride creeps me out. I went on it only once. And it was when we were in Hong Kong last year. And I don't even know why we went on that one, but it freaked me out. I mean, it's like a staple ride. Like you have to ride it, I guess. I mean, you don't have to, but. No, you have I, to. That's what I'm thinking. So I get on it and I'm just like, you know, I feel like this like right below our feet is where Disney's head is, but like, okay. Oh my gosh, probably. What if his head is just inside? Okay, I'm freaking myself out. Okay, like one of the robots. Yes. yes. That would be crazy. I hate it. Also, lot. tell me why I texted my dad when we were in line for a uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And he was like, you know, people died on that rail, like that roller coaster, right? Yeah, they got oh. punched by the Yeti. Oh no, that's, um... That's the Yeti one. This one was just oh. like the, um, just like the mountainous. Oh, one. Yeah, it's yeah, similar, yeah. but um, it was at Magic Kingdom. He was like, you know, people have died on that roller coaster, and I was like, well, you know, 2020. If it's my time, I'm going out uh, on a roller right. coaster, I guess. <laughs> well, didn't they like do something dumb? Like, didn't they just stand up when they weren't supposed to? You know, I don't know because honestly, I had never heard of someone dying on it. But then my dad was like, yeah, people have died, and then I texted my friend, and she was like, yeah, people have died, and I was like. Oh, well, all right. Guess people had died. Yeah, guess so. You want to know something kind of sad, though? Yes. I'm too big for the front seat of um, Space Mountain. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> because we got on Space Mountain, right? And I was, like, hyped. I was like, yo, let's get into it. And so we get on the ride. And all I could think about while we were on it, like, if you could, if there was lights on, you would have seen me, like, riding the ride but like kind of ducking down because I had this irrational fear that I was just going to get decapitated and not yeah. ever see it coming 
But yeah, that's so what I'm dark. afraid of too. It's so dark. They're like it is close. Like you're not gonna hit it, but it it is close. Right. Close anyway. And like my legs are so long that like if you can't tuck your like knees underneath this, you have to sit in one of the back like the back cars. And I'm like, oh. I decided to sit in the front my legs don't bend that way <laughs> lol yeah so I was just like awkwardly ducking down the whole time I'm like oh my god so fun but I'm kind of scared my <laughs> head's gonna get cut off I'm sure like you're so tiny your head's not gonna get cut off well see that's what I was thinking but every time I get like a glimpse of like the pipes and railing I was like "Ooh, that's a little close they do they look way too close yeah roller coasters are at least like way safer than water slides water slides like I don't know freak me out so much more water slides freak me out sometimes like not on a cruise but if I'm going to like a water park that's when it kind of starts freaking me out also because it's like a whole petri dish of just nastiness oh my gosh yeah at least COVID like you can't breathe in water so at least you're safe from that but also like E. coli yeah that's the bigger (laughs) concern um not really COVID it's the E. coli that's probably going to give you sepsis so yeah they're disgusting Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Golly. So do you have any plans for New Year's Eve tonight? Or are you just, well, it I is New do. Year's Eve for us. It is New Year's Eve. I do. I am just, we're like staying in, um, not necessarily because of COVID, just because like, we're like blind as well. So it's like me and two friends and we're just going to hang out, drink champagne and like, I don't know. We'll Word. Fun. I like to hear yeah. that. What about you? You know, I don't know what Philip's doing. He might go over to the neighbor's house, but I paid for a ticket to this like virtual live show of 16 of my favorite drag queens off of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, That sounds so much fun. And so it's called New Year's Queens um, saying goodbye to 2020. And I was like, uh, yes. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. So I'm excited to do that. I think it starts at like six and it goes all the way till like 5 a.m. Okay, well, I wouldn't stay up that late, but that okay, is awesome. Okay, me either, oh my but, gosh. you know. They have a drag brunch right across from my house, and I really want to go to that drag brunch, but I never have. They have a drag brunch here in Columbia, but every time I'm like, yeah, I want to go, the tickets are always sold out, so. Speaking of houses, I am about to move. I'm so excited. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, just like tw- 20 minutes away, but I live with my parents, and I'm like, I love you guys, but- that's but- still a big deal. Yeah, I'm excited. And I met like this girl and she was really sweet. And she was like, we met for the first time when she was showing me the apartment. And she was like, so I listened to your podcast. I was like, <gasps> does this mean you're not going to rent it? And she's like, no, I liked it. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. So she approves of the podcast. And um, when I first told her about like what it was about, she sent me a gif of a twerking alien. So she's in. <gasps> Awesome. I love that. <laughs> Actually, when me and Philip were in Florida, we spent like at least three and a half hours in an arcade. And so we ended up having like 4,000 something tickets, which, you know, basically can get you nothing. Um, but we got, you know, the little Funko Pop figurine? Yes. Okay. So we got one and I let Philip choose which one to get. And he was like, let's get this one. Do you watch the Avengers movies or anything? No, but like, I know the concept. Okay. Well, I don't either. But this little dude is like from the Avengers or whatever. And his name's Ebony Maw. And basically he's just an alien. Like he looks like oh. an alien. He looks like a gray. He was like, you can put it on your podcast desk. I was Aww. Like, That's true. Okay. But he's an alien with like a ponytail and I don't like it. <laughs> well, <laughs> to each his own. alien style is different. Um, wouldn't be my style. <laughs> he's like bald head, 
ponytail in a bag. It's weird. Oh my gosh. I love those styles though. Oh man. But like all yeah, so... shaved, like the sleekest ponytail. Correct. So yeah, <laughs> that was uh, what I have added to my podcast desk. Right now I have um, Pepper from uh, American Horror Story Asylum. I have uh, the two-headed woman played by Sarah Paulson in American Horror Story Freak Show. I have... Um, like you have all these dolls? Yes, I have Elsa That's Mars awesome. from American Horror Story Freak Show played by Jessica Lang, aka my queen. <laughs> I have Alien with the ponytail and I have a baby Groot, so. Aw. I have okay. a pen that looks like Bob Ross, but other than that, I'm very character free over here. That's hilarious and I love it. But see, my dad bought me the American Horror Story ones one Christmas and I've always kept them in the box because I had nowhere to put them. And then I'm like, now Hello. you do. Now I do. So my grandma got me the coolest Christmas present. Maybe I'll put him on my desk. Um, when I was really little, I had a magenta toy. Like that was my like teddy bear from when I was like before <gasps> I could remember. I you told me about this. Yeah, and she got like somehow she found like the same toy, but brand new. And that's great. Wow, I put some wear on that thing. Maybe I'll put him on my desk. Do it. Oh, I have a stitch doll. Okay, I'm getting some characters. Look at you. Slow and steady, man. It's just something you add over time. Yeah. And when I have my own apartment, I'll <gasps> True. have my own little desk. Actually, it'll probably True. be the same desk with the same stuff on it. <laughs> Love that. Um, so for y'all listening, since it'll be a new year, um, once you get to hear this, um, I think it's funny because when you hear this, it's like we're going into the new year with no changes of how me and Kel function because I was literally standing in Florida. I don't know what I was doing, but I get a text message from Kel saying something about your person starting, the person you're talking about today, starting with a D. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. and I was like, we did not do the same person after we literally just said we better not do the same person. And I was just like, this is a story of our life. Like people are going to hear this in 2021 and be like, damn, nothing What's wrong with them. Changed. Yeah, exactly. But crisis averted. So I'm excited to hear yours today. And I'm glad I'm going first because mine's kind of like one of those stories. Um, that's like, it's good, but it's very to the point. Not a lot of beating around the bush. So I like that. Oh, ours um, is, there was some literal beating around a bush in mine. Ooh. Yes. All right. That's I'm so excited for mine, but it's funny that you mentioned that you forgot what you were doing because I literally got out of the shower to send you that text because I was like, just got in the shower and I'm like, I forgot. And I like got out and like ran over it. Like, <laughs> I remember like, I have to text her now. That is hilarious. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Part of me feels like maybe I was in an airport, but then part of me is like, maybe I was waiting in line for a ride or like in a gift shop. I don't know. And <laughs> all blurs together. It's on one big it, it blur. Is. Correct. Oh, it was so good. But yes, so what is the theme? Do you want to tell them our theme for today? It's just like true crime, right? Yep, true All crime, right. a little switch up. No, I mean, mine doesn't at least, but I don't have any conspiracies in mine. Um, mine, starts out, mine starts out with a conspiracy theory, but then that conspiracy theory was like proven true. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah this one, like I said, when... I was going through this one because I actually found this story because I had never heard of it. I found it on TikTok and it was like one of those TikToks that was like cases that don't sit right with me. And so I was like, okay. So I clicked on it and I was like, huh, 
I'm gonna do this. this don't. <laughs> I love that we're on the same TikTok. Oh, 100 percent I'm I'm pretty sure we're on the same TikTok, like down to the T. Like we oh, yeah. the same. We have the same page, like the same for you page. Oh, 100 percent 100 percent So speaking of, I like I get really like into things. Like I post a video that like all of a sudden gets like I have 85k on it right now, even though I had like 4k an hour ago and I keep checking it. I'm like, I need to put this down. <laughs> What's that like? Can't, can't relate. <laughs> And then I get like two likes on the rest of them. So it like, I don't know how the algorithm works. Okay. I'm really excited for your story though. Okay. Okay. So today I, and let me know if you've heard of this story because I literally, I feel like I hear of nothing unless it's like top news. But anyway, you may have, because it's from Texas. Oh no. Okay. Uh, Oh no. (laughs) So uh, today I'm covering um, Dina Schlosser. I don't know her. Okay. Dina Schlong. Oh God. Sorry. Yes. Okay. So Dina Schlosser, she is also known in like the media as the Plano, is it Plano, Texas or Plano? Plano. Okay. So she's known as the Plano baby chopper. Hmm? Um, so I felt like this was a good one. I'm Not sorry, the what one. now? The Plano baby chopper. I'm imagining a baby helicopter, but I bet you it's worse than that. Hmm. Let's get into it. Then. Okay. Darn. Okay. So, uh, Dina Schlosser is a 50 year old Texas woman. Um, she was actually born in New York in 1969. Um, and at the age of eight, Dina was diagnosed with hydrocephalus. Um, and because of this, she had eight surgeries to implant shunts in her brain, heart and abdomen all before the age of 13. So like Ooh. she had it rough for a, a bit, you know, she was the chopped baby little I mean when you think about it yes so she was often made fun of schoolmates because um because of these surgeries she had to shave her head so that kind of led to bullying and I'm sure like a you know psychological toll and mental illness as we all know poor baby so she went on to graduate from um Marist College in the Poughkeepsie New York area um, with a bachelor's degree in psychology, oddly enough. So <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, psychology majors represent or whatever, <laughs> but so during her time at Marist college, she actually met her husband, John, and eventually they decided to move to Texas, but it was kind of weird when they moved to Texas, John would not allow Dina to work. Like, I mean, like nice, but I'm sure it wasn't just nice. Like, nice, but, like, uber controlling. Yeah. Because I, I'm not imagining John is, like, some well-off sugar daddy, because that would be different. That would be a lot different. So I'm not getting, <laughs> you know, nice-looking, well-off sugar daddy vibes from him. Okay, yeah, so, bad then. Disagree. Yeah. Bad. Um, Dina had three daughters, and the youngest daughter was named Margaret, who was born on January 13th, 2004. So this is kind of, like, a somewhat recent case. I mean, it's not like the 1980s or anything, definitely 2000s, 21st century. Um, And the day after Margaret was born, Dina actually tried to attempt suicide um, and was hospitalized in the psychiatric ward. Um, While she was in the psychiatric ward, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder um, with psychotic features. So she had actually been investigated earlier that year by Texas Child Protective Services, and she was hospitalized for a psychotic episode. CPS ordered that she could not be alone with her children, 
and her sister-in-law came to live with them until CPS w- would eventually lift the order saying that she could be left alone with them. How many kids did she have? Three. Three daughters. Okay. Yep. Um, so Dina had this like fantasy or this implanted vision in her head, just kind of one of those things like you couldn't tell her differently. She came to believe that her youngest daughter, Margaret, was destined to marry Doyle Davidson, a veterinarian who had become their pastor. Okay. So she had this delusion that her little baby that was literally just born was going to marry this veterinarian slash pastor. Was he a creeper? Was he like, dude, no. I think he was just like WTF. Okay. Why me, you know? Yeah. Um, So... I, when I read this, it just kind of goes zero to 100 real quick. So I okay. apologize. So we I'm go ready, I'm ready. having this delusion. And then the next bullet I have written down is um, on November 24th, 2004, Dina Schlosser used a knife to try and amputate the arms of her 11th month old Margaret, who <gasps> ultimately succumbed to her injuries. No, she died? Yes. Wait, why the heck would you cut your baby's arms off? I'm glad you asked. So, okay, you have an answer for that. Great. I do, unfortunately. Great. But unfortunately. Great. Um, So, the Plano Police Department responded to a 911 call from a concerned um, or from concerned workers at a local daycare who had spoken to her earlier that day. Um, So, apparently, she was off the whole day and it was off enough for people to be like, WTF, we need to probably do a welfare check because this girl is crazy. Um, and the operator of the 911 call actually testified saying that she had confessed to her and that the gospel song, He Touched Me, the name of the song, played in the background. <laughs> so when police oh my arrived, gosh. this is so crazy. I'm telling you, it's so crazy. This is when the wild. Police, when the police arrived, they literally saw her calmly sitting down, covered in Margaret's blood holding the knife, and singing Christian hymns. What is wrong with this wackadoodle? Right? This is why I'm like, um, So literally hours after her arrest, police heard her repeatedly chanting, quote, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What? I know. It is just off the wall crazy. And so... The day before she attacked Margaret, Schlosser told her husband that she wanted to literally give her daughter, Margaret, to Davidson, the veterinarian slash pastor. He was like, dude, I don't want to marry an infant. Literally, this little baby is 11 months old. And this girl is like, well, they're destined to be. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, hand her over. Like what? Here, raise your future wife. Literally. So that's why I was like, ooh, okay. So literally later that day, after she told her husband, like, I want to give Margaret to Davidson, um, according to a confidential CPS report, he spanked her with a wooden spoon in front of their children. Um, That's not good either. No. And she apparently fatally injured Margaret while the other two daughters were not harmed. So I guess when she was chopping these arms off, the other two kids were just like, glad that's not me. But like, I can't imagine sitting there for that. Like to think 
I don't know. It's just hard to explain because why that daughter? What was so special yeah. about that daughter? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad the other two didn't get their arms cut off, but you know. But yeah, why her? That's a good point. So um, psychologist David Self testified that Schlosser told him about a disturbing news story she had seen. Um, the news story concerned a boy who was mauled by a lion and she interpreted it interpreted this story about the boy with the lion as a sign of the coming apocalypse um and because of the sign from the coming apocalypse she said that she heard god commanding her to remove margaret's arms and then ultimately try to remove her own arms why though why and also how does that work how are you going to remove your own arms oh true like you get one okay but then how are you gonna get the other Right. I mean, yeah. So later, this attack was described as a, quote, religious frenzy. Um, and David Self, the psychologist, determined that she suffered from postpartum psychosis. <laughs> okay. And she was found. Yeah. She went to a trial for this um, homicide, I guess is ultimately what it is. Um, and she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. And was committed to the North Texas State Hospital in order to stay there until she is deemed to no longer be a threat to herself or others. Um, And which is kind of weird. Well, I mean, I guess it's not weird if you're in a psychiatric ward. But while she was there, she was roommates with Andrea Yates, who was a Texas woman who had literally drowned her five children in a bathtub. What? So you're literally putting worse... Or bad yeah, and worse. Bad in the with same worse. Room. They should make like the opposites room together. Like the lady who killed her kids should like go in the room with the lady who had 47 kids. Like that way they can like equal each other out. Yeah. So I don't know who picked that roommate situation, but I thought that was kind of weird because they both killed their kids. Uh whatever. So weird. during the trial, um, a lot of attention was drawn to Schlosser and her husband attending Water of Life Church. Um, this is a charismatic church. A lot of people described it as, and it was pastored by Doyle Davidson, as we've said. Um, and she had been taking antipsychotic drugs for several years prior to Margaret's death. But um, Davidson, Doyle Davidson, is just on my crap list after this. But Doyle Davidson thought that mental illness was demonic and that this belief partly led to Schlosser's husband not buying her medication regularly anymore. What? So I feel like they should put him on trial for like second degree. Yeah, if you're on meds, take your dang meds. Like, first off, John, uh, Dina's husband, it's not your call to decide when you want to pick up her medicine or not. But okay. Yeah, why didn't she pick up her own medicine? Uh, maybe she didn't have a car. If she wasn't allowed to work, maybe she didn't have a car. I don't know. But okay, maybe. I just think it's crazy that people can like manipulate someone's mind that much to literally make someone think mental illness is demonic. And yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. By all that stuff. So um, under oath, Davidson testified that in his view, all mental illness is demonic at bottom. Due to viewer outcry after the trial, Davidson's television ministry was canceled everywhere outside the Metroplex, um, as it should be. Yeah, it should be canceled everywhere. End of sentence. (laughs) 
literally ended everywhere, period, point blank, cut it off. So after Schlosser's arrest, her children were taken by CPS and okay, kept good. in foster care. Thank God. Um, and Schlosser's husband underwent a psychological evaluation where he was diagnosed with narcissistic personality traits, which I feel Shocked. like I saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, this woman psycho- isn't just mine. <laughs> yeah, literally. So the psychological report also stated that he did not do enough to protect his daughters from his mentally ill wife, which, uh, yeah, clearly one of them's Yeah, dead. no, you started it, dude. Yeah, you literally low-key kind of put your hand in it and you're the reason this happened. Like, yeah, okay. by like, okay. He should at least be like shunned or something. Right. And... CPS said they would only allow him to regain custody of them under the condition that his sister live with the family and he was required to complete psychotherapy and parenting classes. He agreed and eventually got them back in his home. Um, at the same time, he subs girl subs. I, I can't pronounce subs subsequently. Subsequently. Oh, I can't either. I know. At the same time as. At the same time, he filed for divorce, period. Okay, cool. (laughs) Subsequently. Subsequently filed for divorce. Correct. Um, So as part of the divorce settlement, Schlosser was prohibited from ever having contact with John or their daughters ever again, Um, which I feel like that's fair. Good job. Yeah, you murdered one, so. Right. And, okay, so on November 6, 2008, four years later, it was announced that Schlosser would shortly be released into outpatient care. She had finally made it out of the state hospital. No. And the order required her to see a psychiatrist once a week, take medication. Not enough. Okay, but see, like, I feel like what they're telling her to do is just stuff she should have already been doing. And yeah, this is like pretty normal to go see a psychiatrist once a week and take medicine. Like you need like, okay, just listen. It just says see a psychiatrist once a week, take medication, and then be on a physician approved birth control, (laughs) as well as not have any unsupervised contact with children. First off, don't have unsupervised contact with children if you don't even know them. That's like normal. Yeah, wait, that's weird in itself. Unless you're a teacher. Right. And the birth control thing, girl, I I hear that one. Yeah. That's also something not like outlandishly crazy to request. Like this just seems like something she probably would have been doing on her own. Yeah. Also like, I don't know. I feel like birth control is like ineffective enough in enough circumstances that like. Right. I'm not liking these odds. Exactly. So in April 2010, it was reported that Schlosser was recommitted after firefighters from Richardson saw her walking down the street at 2 a.m. Her attorney, David Haynes, said that he felt the judge made the correct decision to recommit her, Um, which shout out to that that attorney because he's just being honest. He's just like, (laughs) you know what? Good call. Good call. I know I technically lose here, but right. Yeah. So Schlosser was later released to outpatient status after that, and she kind of stayed out of the public eye until 2012 when WFAA-TV in Dallas reported that she was working under her maiden name, which was um, Latner, I think is how it's pronounced, at a Walmart in Terrell. So within hours of this, you know, report saying she's using her maiden name, uh, the Walmart she was working for actually fired her. Um, 
which I kind of feel bad, but like, then again, you killed your kids. So no, I don't. Um, also like if you lied about it. Right. Yeah. I feel like you should have put that on your application, but okay. Yeah. You can't work anywhere with like children's toys. Right. So yeah. But ultimately over the past 16 years, since the whole Margaret situation happened, Schlosser has spent majority of her time in state-ran mental health institutions. And after that one thing with Walmart, she's kind of just stayed out of the public eye, which is smart on her part. But yeah, that being said, that is the story of Dina Schlosser, the Plano baby chopper. So what I thought it was interesting. The fact that she like knows to stay out of the light means I feel like she knows that what she did is wrong. Like she can't be that insane if she's like, oh, right. Oh, she's I, no, yeah. She's genuinely lucky that the judge that tried her the first time agreed to let her off on insanity. Yeah, because I don't, I think she knows what she's doing. Now, I will tell you, if you see, a, I'm going to send you a picture of her in the chat. And she okay. just looks cracked out, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. But. And she said she lives in Texas? Yes. Well, she did. I don't know if she still does. But, um, I mean, she just looks cracked. And I'm like, she looks like the type that would be saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my goodness. We always laugh because there's those people who come through my store and they have these little pamphlets that are basically like, you're going to hell and here's why. And they're like, have a blessed day. And they hand it to you. And it's like, thank you. (laughs) Sir, (laughs) this is exactly what I needed. I appreciate it. Okay. It's coming through. All right. All right. There it is. I got to always like click to download. It says it could be security issues. Trying to open it. Oh my gosh. Doesn't she just look like the type that'd be cracked out? She looks like a Karen. Oh, 100%. She's wearing a towel, like a, like a, look at her neck. Yep. What the heck? There's another one. This was another one on the uh, media that was like under the title, mom cuts baby's arms off. So. She doesn't look crazy enough to do that though, which is kind of creepy. Like she looks crazy, but not that crazy. Like, I she just looks don't like, know what it is. She looks annoying as heck, but not choppy. No, but not choppy. Okay. It's downloading. It's downloading. Oh my gosh, that one's so much worse. It's <laughs> she just looks like, like Big Bird. Okay, yeah, she kind of does. And she's in the same towel. Oh my gosh, I that one chopped her arms off. I need to know why the towel. What What's the towel doing for you, girl? Maybe it's like a robe because she's Jesus. Oh, I mean, maybe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just saying she must be talking to a different Lord, different Jesus, because I don't think Jesus would say, cut your kid's arms off. Yeah, I mean, like, not in my experience has that ever come up. (laughs) Right. I maybe have felt the need to, I don't know, give a dollar to the homeless, but cutting a kid's arms off? No. Can't say that I've experienced that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's never like been in my head that I'm like, wow, I really need to do this. To protect each other from the apocalypse coming. Right, right. I forgot the reason because that is a direct link to that. Cutting your arms off means you won't go to hell. Right. Also, did she think that Davidson would still want her kid with no arms? Well, they're all going to the heaven. I mean, true. I guess they'll see each other eventually. I have a theory of what was going through her head, okay? Okay, okay, let me hear it. So you know, like, when the apocalypse comes, everyone, like, rises up? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. 
So like, what if like you grab on to something to not like get taken away and like you use your arms to like hold on to a bush or something? I, and if you don't oh, have arms, if you don't have arms, you can't hold on. So you have to go up. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that might be making too much sense though. I mean, that might be taking it a little too literal, but like, I love it anyway. <laughs> That's the only way I can make sense of it. Yeah, I mean, there's really no making sense of it, to be honest, but... Was it, like, cut off at the elbow or the shoulder? I think she was going for, like, the shoulder area. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, shout out to um, TikTok for giving me the scoop on that little story. I thought it was going to be a good true crime. And I thanks, hope that no it's thanks. Out. I feel like it's one that maybe not a lot of people know about, so they'll hear it and be like, oh, wow. Something I don't already know, Ashlyn. Thanks. Yeah, no, I had, I had never heard about that. And now I'm just going to be like, I don't know, freaked out. Oh my God. And when, it, when you Google her, I, I don't know what I Googled, but there was literally a picture of her working at Walmart and she like cut all of her hair off. So she tried to look a little different, but I was like, girl, no. No, like you still look like a crazy lady. Exactly. So I know yeah. someone who works at Walmart. I'm going to text Terrell? her. Wait, how far from Austin is Terrell? I have no idea. I don't even know where Terrell is. I don't either. Okay. That's okay. Well, Probably not the same Walmart. There's a couple of those around. Uh, just a couple. <laughs> just like, I don't know, a few. Yeah. Okay. I hate how similar our cases are. Oh my God, they can't be that similar. They are extremely similar. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the heck? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Here's some parents. Exactly. Okay, um, so this is a story that everybody knows. So I'm I'm guessing you've already heard it. Um, it's the story of Diane Downs and the attack of the Downs children. No, I have not heard of it. Okay, most so at least I don't know. But it. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you haven't heard of it because I like am excited to tell you because I was okay. like, like I knew about this case and then I actually like looked into it again and I was like, what the heck. Also, okay. it, it happened in a place that I used to live again. So I guess these people just follow me around. It'd be like that. Yeah. Okay. So this is the story of the attack on the Downs children. Okay. Around 11 p.m. the night of May 19th, 1983, 27-year-old Diane Downs rushed into the McKenzie Willamette Hospital in Oregon. She had been driving down a quiet back road when a shaggy-haired man was waving his arms and asked her to pull over. Um, she was like alone on this back road and she pulled over so she could talk to him. She was in the front seat, and her three children, Christy, eight, Cheryl, seven, and Danny, three, were also in the car with her, with Crystal and Cheryl in the back, and Danny asleep in the front seat. Okay. The unidentified man demanded that they give him the car. Diane said, are you kidding me? The shaggy-haired man then stuck a twenty-two in the car and shot her three children. Okay, now I remember this story. Yes, yes. Yep. Keep going. Yes, go okay. ahead. Diane jumped out of the car to try to shove him away. Um, and she was shot in the left arm in the struggle, but managed to jump back into the car. Um, she did this by like pretending to throw her keys into a bush to distract him. And then when he like looked to go get the keys, she jumped back in the car and drove quote, like a lunatic to the hospital. Okay. Christy, so you know the story now? I, I do know the story, but I'm not going to yeah. say anything. I'm going to okay. ride it out with you. Okay. So Christy was shot first and then Danny was shot in his back and then Cheryl was shot twice. Ooh. Diane was shot. This was, um. This was Diane's event recounting. We'll see how that's different later. But um, Diane was shot in her left arm, but thankfully it wasn't life-threatening. 
when they alive, when they arrived at the hospital, the car was blood soaked and Diane said out the window, someone's just shot my kids. Um, she had a wound covered. She had her wound covered with a towel, but there was no attempt at carrying for the kids. So the kids were like bleeding out in the car and she had her towel around her arm. Yikes. Christy was white and cold, but still somehow alive, but she had no bleeding or blood pressure and that would cause a stroke later. Danny was paralyzed from the waist down after being shot in the back and he was in critical condition. Cheryl was dead before they arrived at the hospital and her blood had actually started to coagulate, Ooh, which shows that they were, it took a long time to get to the hospital. Right. Key, because you just said a key word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three children, the three children and their mom were rushed in. Diane's injury, like I said, was not life-threatening, but she needed a cast. Um, while the children were getting cared for, she went to the parking lot and Diane called her boyfriend who still lived in Arizona. Diane had actually only been living in Oregon for six weeks. She had, when she was young, she had married her childhood sweetheart, Stephen Downs, who was uh, the father of the first two kids and then the adoptive father of the third. And they, until recently, had lived in Mesa, Arizona. Before their marriage, Stephen served in the military and Diane attended the Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in California. And she was expelled because she was too promiscuous, which I think is funny. Imagine like putting her in like a modern day, like state school I don't know what what would have gone down but something it's always these uh I feel like stories like this always have to do with people that are like bible yeah yeah she well I don't know if she went to a bible college but I don't think she was like overly bible okay she wasn't yelling lord Jesus cut my daughter's arms off okay good point good point <laughs> <laughs> the marriage to Stephen was a little bit rocky and Diane would often threatened to take the children and leave she was also they were both having many many affairs they ended up just filing for divorce she was always unhappy but like loved the feeling of being pregnant she was always she always said she was happiness happiest when she was pregnant she had two kids and then her husband was like we can't have any more children i'm getting a vasectomy uh, it didn't take right at first and she got pregnant again and that ended in abortion and then later after the vasectomy had been um you know, completed, she got mm-hmm. pregnant with Danny and she was like, Oh, why a miracle. And he's like, no, like this isn't my kid, but I'll take care of him. Like he is. Oh, bold. Well, that was <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think Steven is a nicer guy than he gets credit for. Like he was having affairs, but so was she, I don't know. Um, she also loved being pregnant so much that she became a surrogate and like went away, got pregnant, had the baby and like happily gave it to its rightful parents um, tried to do it again, but the second time she didn't conceive. So she just like did everything she could to be pregnant, which I think is kind of weird, but yeah, that's personally. her. <laughs> Go uh, on, after, girl. after her divorce with the kid's father, Stephen, she moved to Oregon to be closer to her parents. Um, she had an affair with a guy. I've heard two different versions of his name, but I'm going to go with the funnier one, which is Knickerbocker, Robert Knickerbocker, who went by Nick. Oh, Knickerbocker. I know. I've heard two different names there. I don't know, but Knickerbocker. They were married, and according to her, they were, like, really in love. Apparently, again, according to her, he promised that he would leave his wife and move to Oregon to be with her. Um, Looking back, like, all these accounts, all of these, like, things that he, quote-unquote, thought were accounts from her diary where she rambles about how she's in, like, quote, pure love, and she's always going to be with him. And she talked to her diary like she was writing letters to him. Like, it was super weird. And according to Knickerbocker, he was like, no, like, this is just a fling. Like, someone I met at work, like, I told her I'm married, Like, I didn't realize she was this into it, but according to her, like, she was, like, her celebrity crush obsessed. Mm -hmm. And actually, right before the shootings in the car, he admitted to Diane that he 
wasn't actually planning on moving to Portland or not Portland, Oregon, that he never actually was. He never wanted to leave his wife and he wasn't interested in having children. And then the shooting happens. I was about to say, um, I can't imagine that went over well. (laughs) Yeah, Diane probably wasn't like, okay, good book. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So immediately after the shooting, um, the police, while the kids were still in the hospital, the police went out to search for the shaggy-haired man. Christy's stroke had impacted her ability to speech, her ability to speak, and she was in and out of consciousness. Danny had been asleep in the front seat at the time of the assault, and he was only three, so there wasn't any, like, living witnesses to explain what the shaggy-haired man looked like. Um, They actually said that Danny would be paralyzed from the waist down forever, and it's unclear if um, that actually happened or not. Christy literally had no blood pressure and was raced into a life-saving surgery, and her mother during this time, like, insisted that she was brain dead and that the plug should be pulled. The surgeon was like, nah, man, like, she's not brain dead. And her mom was like, I'm a grieving mother. I know my daughter the best. Pull the plug, pull the plug. And the imagine, surgeon was like. Imagine telling someone that literally went to school for years on end uh, that you know their job better than them. I know. Like, like okay. okay. And then the doctor, the surgeon was like, this is actually one of, like, the heroes of the story. There's a couple. He was actually like okay, like, you must be grieving too hard. Like, I'm going to put the control... Like, he got somehow the state to take control of, like, the kids' medical care. So, like, the best decisions could be made for them. Right. And the plug was not pulled. Good. So, you know, take it away from the grieving mother. I guess that could help. Uh, During the immediate large-scale search, uh, the forensic investigators were confused because they couldn't find any evidence at the scene other than a few little bullet fragments. Like, they were going through the bushes, like I said. Um, They were like looking for every little thing like tire tracks every, like everything they could find forensic files times 100 and they couldn't find anything so they were like okay let's have her reenact the scene and like that way we yeah. can see like where he came up to the car that way maybe we can like get our better bearings on where things are based on like what things actually looked like mm-hmm. and so they had her they're like would you be willing to reenact the scene in your car and show us what happened. And she's like, sure. And they're like, okay, a little enthusiastic, my friend. Right. The policeman who was like introducing her to the camera, like they recorded it for later watching. And you can actually watch this. I saw it and it's really weird, but behind him, you can see her like fixing her hair and like putting on her makeup and like primping and getting cute, like before she was going to be on camera. And it was weird. Like she, the entire time she was laughing and joking and like, Oh, yeah, she's really grieving. Yeah, like, just happily reenacting her children's death. Um, They also saw that there was blood spatter on the outside of the car, even though uh, Diane, during the reenactment, showed that all three of her kids were shot inside. At one point, she gets out of the car, bumped her cast, like, where she had gotten shot, like, bumped it against the door, and started laughing and yelling, this is worse than when, and then laughed and said, oh, never mind, and investigators were like, oh, she was just about to say worse than when I shot myself. Oh. Uh, and it's like at this point that the cops are like, okay, this is like a cuckoo banana nut lady who killed her children. Well, cuckoo killed one nut. and almost killed two. Right. Her ex-lover, Knickerbocker, actually said that every time he had to break off the relationship, she had become violent with him. And she claimed that he didn't have a gun, but her ex-husband and her ex-lover were like, yeah, she does. And she's like threatened suicide with it and locked herself in the bathroom with the gun. And like, she has this gun. <laughs> Don't know why she doesn't. This is where Christy is going through intense therapy. She is um, awake and 
like somehow like through like this physical and mental therapy, she like regained her ability to speak. The therapist was like, do you know who shot you and your sister? And she's like, yes. And the therapist was like, okay, do you want to say? And she's like, no, like I can't say. So the therapist was really smart and was like, okay, write it down on a piece of paper as many times as you want. And we'll throw it in the fire and you can watch it burn. And then maybe eventually, like after saying it enough times, you'll be ready to show me the piece of paper. So this took her a really long time of just like over and over writing down this, uh, like writing down who killed her mom or never mind, writing down who killed her and her sister and shot her brother and her mom and then burning it in the fire. And then on the day that she was actually ready to show it, she handed it to the therapist and the piece of paper said, my mom. Oof. Yeah. So now there's a living witness. I bet old, um, what was her name? The mom? Your mom? Your mom. Diane. Diane. I was not my mom. (laughs) Oh, correct. I bet (laughs) Diane uh, probably wanted to crap herself. Oh, I'm sure. But like she was like... you know, not staying with her mom during, I actually don't know where they were staying. I think they were still in the hospital. Did she really think like if her two other kids didn't die, that they weren't going to remember who shot them? Danny was asleep in the front seat. Well, she, and three. I, she should have had better aim, I guess, if she didn't want to witness. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because I'm just saying the second they told her that kid was going to live, she should have been ready to go ahead and get that guilty plea ready to roll. Yeah. She should have like ran away to, I don't know, some other man's house, which she's good at apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Yes. So now the therapist knows that Christy knows that her mom did it. Uh, 10 months later, the trial had began. However, Diane had a plan to make herself seem more motherly and nicer at the trial. Here's what she did. Do you want to guess what she did? Um, yes. I don't remember exactly, but I'll give her a guess. Okay. I want to guess that, I don't know. It's probably something really stupid that I'm not going to think of. Like, did she just dress really nice? Did she bring in a baby? Was she pregnant? She was pregnant. Nine months pregnant. And she did that on purpose. She seduced or she's like started flirting with this guy at work who wasn't like super into her, but she said that she knew her cycle so well that if she slept with him one time, she would just get pregnant. And so she like showed up at this man's house with like, I think they said champagne champagne and marijuana. And the guy was just like, okay. And then they slept together one time and she got pregnant. And to quote Diane, it's just so easy to conceive. Okay, but it's not, though. (laughs) Not for some people. Yeah, screw you, Diane, is what I wrote in uh, parentheses. You know how expensive it's going to be for me to have children? Like, before I even send them to college? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also some quote I didn't write down, but it's like she says that she got pregnant because you can't replace children, but you can replace the feeling that they give you someone to love you forever, where it's like, that's not why you have children. Okay, she said that out loud and thought it sounded okay. Yes, she said that. (laughs) They're like, why are you pregnant? Because like you're on trial for killing your children and your children are taken away from you. Like, why are you like ready to have another? And she's like, well, because like the feeling that they give me is just so good. I'm like, don't have children so they can love you. But yeah. Exactly. So Christy at this point was able to speak and everyone was wondering if 
she would testify against her mom or like give a written statement or anything. And little nine-year-old Christy did end up like taking a stand in person. Apparently she was so small. They had to like move the microphone and they could barely see her. You go, Christy. You go, girl. I know. I'm sure that you, that took a lot of guts. I know. She is a bad ass. So the oh, prosecutor show. asked Christy if she know who sh- if she knew who shot Cheryl, which was her sister. Mm-hmm. And she said yes. When they said who, she said, my mom. And they said, how do you know? She said, I watched. She said her mom pulled over and got something from the trunk and came back and shot Danny first and then Cheryl outside the car and then her. Oof. Diane also said some pretty sketchy stuff earlier. And here's just some quotes from her where she said, if I had shot my kids, wouldn't I have done a better job of it? Wouldn't I have waited for them to die and then cried crocodile tears? Also, she didn't cry once this whole time, which like everyone's like everyone grieves differently. But but like that just there's a a red flag. There's just a lot of grieving red flags here that shows that, well, she wasn't really grieving. Right. Exactly. Starting with getting pretty for your reenactment. Yeah. And laughing about it and then getting pregnant on purpose. True. Um, You know how she said that she had driven to the hospital like a lunatic Yes, in such a hurry. Mm-hmm. They called a witness who said that they were driving behind her that night, and she was driving so slowly his speedometer didn't register the speed. It was probably only five to seven miles per hour. Oh, yeah. Super lunatic speeds mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. There was other witnesses to corroborate the speed who also had to pass her car and was, like, wondering why she was going so slow, which is just horrible. Like, you're literally waiting really for your was, children right. to die. She really was, like, trying to wait it out so that they would just bleed out. Yeah, and, like, she succeeded with one of them. That's awful. Yep. Unanimously, she was found guilty. As she should be, yes. Yes. Ten days after Diane was arrested, her daughter, Elizabeth, she'll be named Elizabeth by her new family, was born. She was taken away immediately, and Diane, like, literally did not seem to care. She was back in prison hours later, and uh, um, Elizabeth was given to, like, a good, loving family that would actually take care of her which is good for her, except she did end up going through, like, she found out who her mom was, and, like, she ended up having kind of a hard time with it, which isn't great, but she well, she's on the documentary. Imagine I can't imagine finding that out and being like, ha-ha, great, yeah, she, my mom's psycho. Yeah, well, she found out about her mom, and then she got pregnant really young and had to give up one of her children for adoption, and she was like, I'm like my mom, oh, no, even though Girl, you are not like different. your mom. <laughs> Trust and believe, honey. It's different, man. <laughs> Yeah, so she's on the documentary, and, like, it's actually, it's a 2020 episode. It's really good, and, like, it's kind of cool to hear her side of the story. But she, you know, grew up in a good home. And, like, one more, like, great guy in this story is the prosecutor. He adopted Danny and Christy and loved them like they were his own kids. Right? And he helped them disappear, like, back into obscurity. And we don't really know much about them, but everything that we do know is that they have, like, perfectly happy childhoods after this. Um, We don't know where they are, which means, you know, he's helped them be anonymous and not like yeah yeah so like I love that that's so sweet (laughs) that they stayed together and I don't know and uh you'd think that's the end of the story oh lord Diane escapes from prison bold (laughs) after making a friendship with a fellow inmate where uh she finds out where the inmate's husband lives which is just a couple blocks from the jail I think the whole plan was like oh like you Go out now, I'll come out later, I'll meet you at the husband's house, blah, 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 whatever. 
and she was out for 10 days. She put her uh, coat over the barbed wire fence, crawled over, hid under a car, which is how she like somehow got to escape. And now that she's out of jail, everyone was like, protect her kids. Like she's going to come try to get these kids back. Um, I mean, they're not her kids anymore, but what if she tries to come get them? So the prosecutor, the one who adopted the kids, sat up every single day, every night um, that she was gone with a loaded shotgun, just pointed at the door, waiting for her to come in because he that wanted to protect his like kids. Some lifetime movie type stuff, right? Love that. Oh my god. Right. Well, oh, oh, and then Elizabeth's new adopted family actually never planned on telling people who her real mother was because, like, I, like why would you? But this is when they had to reveal who she was, like, right. just so they could protect her better. And they wouldn't, like, have Diane show and be like, oh, I'm her aunt to take her. And then, I don't know. So she, they had to tell everyone who she was. But don't worry, Diane wasn't interested in the kids at all because she never is. And when she was found, she was in the boxer shorts of the man she had been staying with. Got it. So, like, she was hiding with this guy who was her friend's husband and just sleeping with him. She's crazy. Yeah. Sounds like that is an understatement. Crazy is an understatement. Crazy is an understatement. Yes. And you think that's all. Oh, my God. She's recently come back on the radar because she has, like, made all these, like, deep poetic statements about COVID as she's in jail. And she's saying how, like, she has the biggest problems in the world. She even said her children were lucky. Oh, lucky. Yeah. And she compares herself to being Edgar Allan Poe. Well, okay. I Mm -hmm. can see, like, the psychotic portion and the delusion portion, but, yeah, no. What the hell, dude? Yeah, your children are not lucky. You killed them. And uh, she's next eligible for parole in 2020, but we don't know if that happens. So one more day and... (laughs) I feel like she should not be eligible just because she tried to escape. Or she didn't try, she did. She did escape, yeah. Well, they moved her, actually. After she escaped, she was moved really far away from her children, like across the country. And I don't know where she is anymore. She was at the um, Oregon State Women's Penitentiary. Mm, I think. 99% sure for a while. So she's, I don't know where in the country she is. I don't know if she applied for parole, but she was eligible this year. I, she definitely didn't get it. I would have heard about that, but yeah, that's Diane. Oh, Dina and Diane girls. What are you doing? That is so funny that they are so similar. Dina and Diane, the child killers. Dina and Diane is like the new Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Oh, imagine putting them in a room together. Honestly, yeah. Imagine them being roommates. Oh my god. No, they would escape. Oh my god, you're and right. Sleep with each other's husbands. True. Good point. Yeah. And then the kids that weren't killed would have been killed regardless. Either they would have had their arms chopped off by Dina or Diane would have just shot them. So <laughs> right. Like you can't win with these children. I'm just happy that we don't know where they are now. And true. Good, good job on the prosecutor. Yes, good job. Bad job on Dina and Diane. Love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that was good. This was, a, I like true crime episodes. This was good. I do too. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope this has started off your new year with a bang, no pun intended. Literally. Um, but yeah, we hope y'all continue to listen to us ramble and give you all the good stories that we find or come up with um a new year means a listener episode perhaps yeah we'll start doing one per year 
Oh, that's slow and steady, baby. <laughs> slow and steady wins slow the race. Slow and steady gets there and doesn't yes. drop dead on the way. Exactly. So, but as always, you can find us on Instagram at get out here. And you can email us stories at get out here at gmail.com. And where Please. can they rate us? On uh, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Yes, you can. And I don't know when the expiration for this offer is, but like we said before, if you rate us, leave us a comment about how cool we are and how we're your best friends. Give us I will send stars. you a sticker. Send us proof and we will send you a sticker. We will. So, yes, we hope to hear from all of you. We hope to see an influx of ratings. We hope to see so many more listeners, hopefully, in this new yes. year. Give us but, a Christmas um, present and give us a rating. Please. That's all we're asking for, truly. It takes five minutes. Not even. No, it takes two minutes. Not It takes 30 seconds. Dead ass takes 30 seconds. Even if you write, like, they're awesome. That's still 30 seconds, guys. So, yeah. anyway... We hope you have a fantastic day on this. If you're listening to this on a Monday, I hope this made your Monday a little better. Yeah. First Monday of the new year. True that. So hopefully it's not trash. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, the rain cloud over here says it might be. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So on that note, guys, as always, you are free to get out of here. Bye. Bye. Okay, how do I stop recording?